How you doing today? Hope you're doing well. September is National Recovery Month, and Clean Cause is inviting everyone to celebrate the fact that recovery is possible and anything is possible. Grab a Clean Cause Organic Herba Mate, get your day going with 160 milligrams of better caffeine that won't cause the crashes, the jitters like coffee or other, G- or other energy drinks might do. Here's the best part, and I always say this, this is why we partner with Clean Cause. It's not just because they have great drinks. Every sip makes a difference in the fight against addiction. Clean Cause donates 50% of net profits to support individuals in recovery from drug and alcohol addiction. So throughout September, Clean Cause is offering Sober Guy listeners 30% off their online orders with so uh, with promo code SOBERGUY30. So here's how it works. You order a case of Clean Cause, you go to checkout, you type in SOBERGUY30 through the month of September, you get 30% off your order, and you get a case of Clean Cause delivered right to your door. Uh, so a big thanks to Alex and the Clean team for hooking our listeners up in September to honor National Recovery Month. And uh, grab a boost, live better, transform lives. One more time, head over to cleancause.com. 30% off your order with promo code SOBERGUY30. That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Ramey. You're listening to That Sober Guy podcast, and we help people stay sober. If it's your first time listening, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here today. You can find more podcasts, more resources. You can also contact us by going to thatsoberguy.com. Give us a follow over on Instagram, at thatsoberguypodcast. All the links from today's show will be in the show notes, so they're easy for you to find. Our guest today is my friend Jeremy Miller. Jeremy worked in residential treatment for a decade. He's familiar with both the clinical and operational sides of treatment and uses this experience in supporting programs with their media and with their marketing. And uh, Jeremy recently just jumped back into filmmaking, focusing on creating videos that help people find the same success that he's been able to find in recovery. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about his platform, Rehab Road Trips, and of course the Emergence Conference coming up that him and TJ Woodward, my friend and last week's guest, if you, if you caught that episode, uh, that's coming up the 28th and 29th in Orange County, California at the Orange County Hilton. So we'll, we'll uh, give a little info and, and share some links so you can get a ticket to that if you're interested, if you're in the recovery industry or you just want to be an attendee. Lots of good uh, speakers and, and good networking opportunities there. So uh, Jeremy down in Monterey today joining the podcast, man. It's great to see you and thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, man. It's good to be here, Shane. Thank you so much for having me, dude. Yeah. So um, it's it's great to reconnect. Uh like I mentioned, TJ Woodward, one of my friends, known him a long time, been on the show multiple times. We met back in the day when Sober Guy first started at conferences, and he's, he's always been a big time supporter, man. So appreciate him. And I love the fact that you guys are working together. Um, I know you guys have, have worked together for quite a few years now, um, and you have this emergence conference coming up uh, just uh, in, a, in a couple of weeks now. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. And then um, I also want to dive into, uh, of course, your story so we can get to know you a little bit. Yeah, sure. So I've I've had the good fortune of working with Mr. TJ Woodward uh, for a while now. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we had we had done a lot together uh, starting in like 2017, 2018. Uh, we put on a conference in San Francisco called Modality uh, yes. and we did that two years in a row and it was a lot of fun. And 
uh, a lot of our intentionality behind that conference was creating a, a real experience for people that were coming. So yeah. uh, less about like the CEs and kind of the educational piece and more about, uh, you know, how can we honor all the work that we're doing and, and get some self-care in there as well. And that's what uh, modality was all about. And then I started working with Conscious Recovery officially uh, doing marketing and building the website and, and a lot of the online platforms that uh, the Conscious Recovery certified programs use now. And, um, you know, once the COVID stuff kind of wrapped up, we were like, dang, like we need to get back in the conference game. Like it was too much fun to not do it anymore. And so yeah. uh, that's when Emergence was was created. And it is exactly that. It is a, a two-day conference down in uh, Orange County, and we have fantastic speakers. We've got a couple panels, uh, some experiential sessions and uh, workshops, and a big after-party at the end. And, um, you know, for us, it's really like blending two of our favorite worlds, and that is, uh, you know, the business side of our industry where we get to network and learn about each other and uh share resources so that we can all serve our communities better and also uh, an opportunity for people to really like get away from the work and drop in as human beings and get some self-care and um, you know this year's theme is healing the healers the emergence of authenticity and I think it's like a, a huge topic right now for the behavioral health industry is how do we take care of ourselves as we take care of so many yeah. and so we, we, we love um, blending the, the business world and the, the self-care world into two days in Orange County. And that's emergence, man. Oh, I love it, man. That's a great, great description. And I'll just note here that I was actually, my friend Seth and I were at the first modality conference in San Francisco. Um, and I think that's actually where you and I may have briefly met that time. That's right. And it, it was so fun. And, and I, I had a, a great chat with TJ yesterday um, and I, and this happened to come up. And one of the things that I loved about that conference was it wasn't that corporate conference feel. It was very um, like focused around people and people just showing up and hanging out, ate a little bit of food, um, heard from speakers. There wasn't a bunch of PowerPoints and a bunch of, and I'm, I'm, I'm not hating on any of that stuff, by the way, either. I know that's a part of the industry and I greatly <laughs> respect it. And I, I think there's a time and place for everything. This was just a nice change of pace, I think, for something yeah. a little bit different that was more um, focused around the people, man. And it sounds a lot like that's what emergence is. So I'm just really excited for you guys, man. And I, I can't wait to uh, to hear all about it uh, you know, after this year. And then hopefully you guys continue to do it each year and it just grows and grows, man. It's going to be Oh awesome. yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the plan, man. And you know, you bring up a great point that like, like I love conferences. I love Same. them. Like, uh, CCAP does great conferences. Um, oh, we had a little, little background. Hey, give me, give me one sec here too. Yeah. I got, I got a plane flying over me, dude. Uh, okay. Can you hear that? Recording yeah. in progress. Okay. I've been recording, but I, I forgot the video, but I have all the audio, so we're good to go. All I good. Jump that in there. Sometimes I forget, but anyways, go ahead, man. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I love conferences. I've always loved conferences. Like, uh, you know, I, I used to go to all the foundations conferences, the CCAP conferences. Like I love going and getting my CEs and being in sessions and, uh, you know, hitting my notepad. Like I, I live for that. I really do. And, and I, I'm a people person, you know, so I love networking and meeting new people. And, um, I think like where, where we came to 
this idea for emergence was that like we wanted one that was a little different yeah where it, it wasn't so focused on the intellect but more on the the connection and the yeah. experience itself and so uh yeah i'm super excited for this year we have amazing speakers and it's actually my first keynote presentation oh nice uh, man congrats and so i'm like i'm like i'm a little nervous you know to be honest like i'm like dang like i've never done like a keynote before um but i'm also like super excited because yeah. i know the space and and it's like uh, a really safe place to explore big ideas and i'm fired up man it's gonna be yeah. awesome yeah, good stuff, man. Well, you're going to do great. I can't wait to uh, to hear all about it, and I'm super pumped for you guys. And uh, for those listening, if you're interested, um, and we'll, we'll plug it one last time probably at the end of the podcast today, and I'll leave a link. Uh, but if you'd like to go out to Orange County, check out Emergence. All the info will be on there. You can find out uh, you know, where to get tickets and uh, who's speaking, all that good stuff. Um, yep. So let's, uh, let's shift gears here a little bit, and I uh, would love to just learn a little bit more about you, Jeremy, about your um, some of your recovery story and share with those out there listening, uh, who, who Jeremy Miller is. Yeah, man, for sure. So I'll, um, I'll give you kind of the abridged, uh, version of my life story. So, um, I was, uh, an addict alcoholic and I got sober in 2009 and the years leading up to, uh, my sobriety were, as as intense and crazy and dark as as the next guy you know it was very much uh the traditional kind of addiction story i think um some of the key points there for me at least were um you know i've been doing a lot of exploring about my life my upbringing and what contributed to these things and um a big thing that's been coming up lately is you know how my my being adopted played into my addiction and you know so i was adopted when i was a baby and um i found out when i was 10 that i'd been adopted um and what was interesting was that like i noticed i'm writing a book right now about all this and i i noticed that a huge recurring theme was this like sensation or this deep feeling that i was different or like i didn't fit in i never really like felt like i belonged and and uh, a lot of like what drove the emotionality behind my addiction was this like feeling that i was wrong or broken or something like that and um you know fast forward a couple years and i'm uh i'm like totally addicted totally uh hooked on alcohol and adderall and anything else that was available or nearby and I ended up living in a tent, dude, and in my parents' backyard. It was kind of a, it's like kind of funny in hindsight because like I was like technically homeless, but as far as like living in a tent goes, like it was pretty first class, dude. Like I had power, you know what I mean? Like like it was a big tent. Like I had a a mattress in there, you know, and like, and I had electricity. So it was like, you know, like for like homelessness, this is like, uh, you know, this is like top tier, you know? And, um, (laughs) and I, I would just, uh, I, I imagined, uh, you know, I got kicked out of my apartment and my parents had just told us they were getting divorced. And so they were like, dude, like, you know, I was like, I want to move home. And they're like, no way. Like you're stealing, you're all fucked up. Like, there's no way we're letting you in the house. And, uh, you know, my dad jokingly was like, well, you could always pitch a tent in the backyard. And I was like, dude sounds good you know like and so in my head i was like okay i'll live out there for like a month you know get a job and get a new apartment and um that was in july uh 
of 2008 and I ended up living there until January 2009 when I ultimately went to treatment and um, there was a real pivotal moment there where I had uh, a couple suicide attempts a couple attempts at getting sober and um, and coincidentally one night I was uh, I was watching Iron Man right like i, I had a yeah. dell desktop in there and like i'd, I'd watch movies and shit dude like <laughs> yeah you were living first class homeless man yeah like dude it was like it, you know like when i think about it it's like damn that was super bad but like god it could have been worse you know yeah, like sure and um so i'm watching iron man and I'm, I'm such a movie guy like movies are are for sure like my security blanket you know and and i'm watching iron man and i'm starting to have like this realization that like you know, Iron Man, Tony Stark, he ends up in this cave all by himself, like, and, and the ordinary world he was in of billionaire genius playboy, like all that was gone. His identity had been kind of stripped away from him. And in that absence, in the solitude, he kind of recognized like what his values were and wanted to, you know, obviously get out of that, come back and change. Right. And so I'm watching this and I'm like, dang, like, what if that's me? Like, what if, what if this tent is my cave? What if like what's being called of me, what's being asked of me is to leave this world for a better one. And in that I will need to strip away this identity that I've been holding on to, you know? And, um, and so I, I watched the movie twice back to back. And then the next day I, I told my mom I was ready to go to treatment, dude, and and that was it. And I, I've been sober ever since. And um, and so I, I worked in residential treatment for a long time. Like I, I went through treatment, and I freaking just loved it, dude. Like I loved like the recovery talk. I loved all the KDAX, and I saw people living life like the way I wanted to live life. Like they were happy, and like they were just like vibing, dude. Like helping people and. And it was like a simple life, you know, of just like showing up to, to rehab to like help other people. And something about that just really struck with me. And so I was like, dude, I want to do this. So I, you know, went back to school, got my KDAC and then, you know, worked in treatment and I've been uh, sober and working in the field ever since, dude. I love it. I love it. So, so Iron Man, basically, I mean, that was like a, a like you said, a pivotal moment, um, I hope one day you get to meet Robert Downey Jr. and tell him that. Me too, like, man. man. Like, Me too. I, like, you don't know the impact, you know, that and yeah. it's crazy. That it's, a, it's a great analogy, too. I mean, it's that it kind of is that hero story in a sense. Yeah. Like just, you know, we've made a lot of mistakes and we're down and out and then something happens and, and we want to change. We want to make a change. And that's it, man. At the end of the day, nobody's going to do it for us. Your parents yep. weren't going to do it for you. Um, you know, no, no one did it for me. Like I, mean, I had a lot of support and help by the way too. And I'm sure you, you did in, in as well. But like at the end of the day, we can have all the resources, we can have all the podcasts, all the, um, you know, therapists and treatment centers and whatever it is. But if the person doesn't want to get the help, it's going to be nearly impossible to help. Yeah, the man. Person. So, um, I love that you kind of put that, put that stake in the ground and just, and just ran with it. Um, so what, so once you, once you sobered up and you started realizing like, man, there's this, there's way better life out there. I'm having a lot of fun. Like where did that kind of take you as you started working in the, in the treatment field? I know you were in uh, Santa Cruz for a while. I think that's when you and I first met you were, you were mm -hmm. in that area. Um, what was that like? Like what, what's your, what's your experience been helping others and how's that impacted you? Dude, I mean, uh, it, it, it was the experience of a lifetime, man. I mean, uh, 
I, I'm so proud of the work that I've done with other people. And uh, I'm even more proud of, of the people that do that work that allowed me to be part of their process and um, be part of their recovery. I think, um, you know, I've, I've had a lot of jobs and I've done a lot of things like before rehab. And, um, you know, it's like, uh, it's a special thing, dude, recovery, because uh, we, we all kind of give each other permission to show up as we are to be raw to be real and i think that the work people do in recovery is life-changing groundbreaking work and and there's no way to describe what it felt like for me to be witness to that kind of work yeah. and i think um you know as a kdac and counselor for a long time i never really i never really subscribed to the idea that i was saving lives i really felt more that i was I was supporting people and creating a new life for themselves. And, you know, I would, I would always go into a session or a group or whatever with kind of the attitude or the mentality that like this person is in their cave and, and I'm not there to get them out. I'm there to hold the flashlight and, and kind of help them see what's there. And, and there's just something so magical about, people helping people, especially in recovery, because, you know, the depths and the darkness that we go to in our, our addiction is, it's really unparalleled. There, there aren't many things like it outside of it. And reversely, the, the place that people get to in their recovery, rebuilding their lives and, and fostering connection and community and starting families. It's like, I can't put words to that, you know? Yeah. Um, I love, I love you said holding the flashlight, like that's a great way to put it. I haven't heard that, but, um, I think that a lot of the time we can get really wrapped up and like, we really want to help someone, which genuinely comes from a good place. But like, then we think that like, we have to do it and we're going to do it. And if we don't do it, then we're doing something wrong or we failed. And like, I don't, I'm like, I don't really believe that that's the, you know, like a great path to take. And I, and you put Mm -hmm. it well, holding the flashlight, like, I'm here for you. I'm here to listen. I'm here to guide you. If you have questions, I can help you and I'll help guide you through the pro- I mean, it really goes back to what we were just saying. Like if the person doesn't want the help, then, you know, they're not going to, they're, they're probably their chances of success. Aren't, <laughs> they're not going to really be great. So, mm-hmm. um, like what's your, what are some of your, um, your, your, your tips or, uh, methods, I guess that you use to help guide people down a path um, to finding recovery on their own? Oh, dude, what a great question. Um, I think, uh, you know, for me, like, so I'm a movie guy, right? Yeah. And I make videos and I'm, I'm a storyteller by nature. I, I am obsessed with the power of story. And Joseph Campbell did a lot of work around the hero's paradigm or the hero's journey. And that's yeah. essentially the archetype for every movie, every book, every story, you know, and what he did was he cruised around the globe and studied ancient mythology and, and stories that went back thousands of years. And he found the, the commonalities. And what he discovered was that we've been telling stories essentially the same way since we started telling them. And, and that's what he kind of condensed into the hero's journey. So, um, you know, for me, when I look at people, uh, that I'm supporting in their recovery, I, I view them as the hero of their story. And, 
and you know it's a it's a really fun thing because like when you think about star wars right you think about like luke skywalker he didn't want to leave tatooine with obi-wan to go save the princess right he wanted yeah. to stay on tatooine where it was safe and comfortable and like when you think about the matrix like neo didn't want to go into the matrix he said you know fuck this like i'm not doing that yeah. that's crazy yeah you're and and there's these people uh the heroes or the or i'm sorry the mentors and the friends that kind of nudge the hero along to leave that ordinary world in favor of a better one and and of course it's terrifying it's very scary because it's unfamiliar but unless the the hero leaves that ordinary world in act one they never get to act two and act three where they really thrive and succeed right yeah. and and i view recovery in in the same way like i had to leave my ordinary world uh to in favor for a better one and a lot of times when i'm working with people they'll they'll be hopeless or they'll they'll say jeremy like you know you're at you're you've been sober forever like i'll never get there i'll never get to my six months i'll never get to my year and they'll give me a laundry list of reasons why that's true and i think for me what i try and hold is that like listen like if the chips are down if if it feels like universal energy is pushing against you if it feels like it can't be done or you you're at the end of the at, at the end of your rope or you know when when there's no hope left what i'll invite people to consider is that maybe they're just in act one maybe they haven't yet moved into act two where the good stuff is where the transformation is right and the beauty in that is that we can use story to support each other in that way i can be the friend or the mentor that supports uh another person embracing their hero's journey yeah and reversely they do that for me and that to me is the beauty of recovery. Yeah, that's good. Um, all right, I'm gonna shift gears here real quick. You can't use Iron Man because we already talked about that. Top three okay. movies. Top three. Top movies. three. God, you, dude, it I know changes that's so hard, but it changes all the time. Like. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you so top three. Um, the Godfather for sure. Mm, nice. um, I mean, it's just so good, dude. Uh, and then I would add. Um, there's a little movie called Comet. It has uh, Justin Long, and it is such a quirky little movie, but I, I just can't get enough of it. Highly recommend. Okay. Um, and then, uh, you know what, dude? Like, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, that movie is just absolutely phenomenal. It is so unique and inventive. I'm currently obsessed with it. So, <laughs> highly recommend. What is it? Everything... All at everywhere once? all at once everything everywhere all at once i don't think i've seen that i'll have to check highly it. recommend it it's okay. it's crazy but it's so good thoughts on one of my favorite movies the breakfast club oh dude classic classic yeah i love like all the all the john hughes stuff in the yeah. in the late 80s like dude i mean and talk about a hero's journey right each exactly. of them are on their own and you get to watch them all kind of collide at the same time it's beautiful yeah. Yeah, I, I love that. I'm I'm a big fan of John Houston. We were just watching Uncle Buck, like not too. Oh, long nice, ago, dude. With the kids, yeah, it's such a fun one. And then of course, oh, yeah. Home Alone, and and yeah, all all kinds of good ones. Yep. Um, tell us about um media now. You're getting back into filmmaking. Um, you know, focusing more on on recovery and recovery media. What's that looking like? And what's some of the work that you're doing? You know, during COVID, like we, my best friend and I had a podcast that we did for a while and, and kind of just felt complete with that. And we were in the question of what's next. And, um, I had a buddy of mine 
that was uh, had been addicted for a long time and he reached out for help. He wanted to go to treatment and it was like a huge deal, you know, and so I was helping him uh, with placement and he said, hey, dude, uh, shoot me a video of what it's like in rehab. I said, oh, dude, bet I got you. So I go to YouTube and I type in what's it like in rehab and I couldn't find anything. Right. The only thing I saw were like ads and commercials, like the passages yeah. Malibu, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a lot of marketing. And and it was just like brutal, right? And I said, Wow, like, why isn't there any media like representative of the magic of treatment and like yeah. the 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 amazing people doing this work? Like, where's all that? It 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 all just felt like a commercial to me. Yeah. And and so I, I kind of went into the question like, dang, what would, it, what would it be like if, you know, we, we got some gear and, and traveled around and like filmed rehabs and filmed the people, uh, like the employees and the, the workforce that's, that's facilitating this recovery and, and show people what like magic is taking place in these facilities and, and like the power of recovery, you know, like so much of the media is fixated on the doom and gloom of addiction. And it's like, dude, like addicts know exactly how fucked up it is out there. We don't need to constantly remind them. We need to show them that like recovery is incredible. It's so much more than just like white knuckling, not using every day. It's like this incredible gift. And that became our company rehab road trips. So we're a full service media production company. And our job is believe it or not to just like go around to treatment centers and make them better videos. Uh, and our goal is that if we showcase the amazing people at these facilities, the amazing therapists and counselors um, doing this incredible work, it'll make it easier to pick up the phone and say, I need help. You know, yeah. like uh, every time we shoot a video, the question I have in my head is, will this make it easier for someone to say yes to recovery? Mm. And, um, and that's the filter we put all our work through and, and we've been doing it for a couple of years and having a blast, man. Yeah. That's, I love the take on how you, you frame it up a little different. Cause it does like when you think of rehab or when people talk about it or even recovery at that, <clears throat> there's a, still a negative connotation. I think that comes a lot with it because people oh, for sure. think of like the negative sides of it and, um, which is easy to do. I mean, I get it, but like, we don't focus enough on the other side of that. Like, yeah. dude, the, the life is amazing. Like I don't need a substance to alter my state of reality and numb me out to feeling to exist. Like I can yep. exist here a hundred percent authentic me. It doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. There's going to be ups and downs, but guess what? Like through my like process, I'm learning how to deal with those ups and downs in a healthy manner versus like, you know, going out and getting higher or using alcohol to numb out from it. That's right. And so, uh, so you guys are actually going in, like, what can you, can you take, I'm, I'm interested in this. I love this. So like, take me through like a day, like producing yeah. or, or filming for like one day. What are you guys doing in the, in the treatment center? Yeah, for sure. So like, um, let's see, who should I use? Uh, so we, uh, we did a huge project with Heartwood Detox up here in uh, San Rafael and Novato. They're an incredible detox. I love those guys. And so they hired us to, uh, you know, make their videos. And, and so what we do is we kind of, we learn a lot about the brand. So I'll, yeah. I, you know, talk to Jesse, he's the, the owner and Mike, who's kind of the co-founder and, 
and we get a feel for who they are, what Heartwood Detox is, and then we'll write like a, a shot list. And we essentially like drive up for a couple of days and we do like a video tour of the facility that feels kind of like MTV Cribs, you know, it's like we're walking through, they're showing us what's in the fridge and like, you know, that what kind of food everyone's eating and, yes. and we film it because you can't fake it right like yeah. all these treatment centers have like the most doctored photoshopped pictures and it's like we know you know yeah. we can tell when it's fake, a, bunch of right? stock, a bunch of stock images <laughs> yeah dude and it's like you know and then people get to treatment and they're like dude this isn't what what yeah. it looked like on the website you know and <laughs> and so when when we film it like you can't you can't fake it like this yeah. is what it is you know and and we do that very intentionally we want it to be authentic because authenticity wins every time dude and yeah. so we'll film a tour and then we'll sit everybody down and we'll do like a round table interview almost like a podcast just asking questions and getting to know the team uh and then we usually uh stay for lunch and eat and talk about the food and how good it is or how yeah. maybe not good it is <laughs> yeah. and um and then and then we cut it all up and put it all over the internet man and so uh you know jesse hit me up like a couple weeks ago and he was like dude like we had a family and they were looking at a bunch of detoxes they saw our videos and chose us because they liked the team you know and that's exactly what we're going for is yeah. you know we want people to know who's taking care of them or who's yeah. taking care of their loved one and feel safe and comfortable and confident in their decision and that's that's our goal yeah, that's that's so big, man. When you when you're able to introduce and get to know the team who is going to be taking care of the person that you love going in, that's a scary thing. I mean, I've been yeah, through dude. it. Like, you don't know, you don't know where you're going. You've never been there. You're going to be away from your family and friends for thirty, sixty, ninety. Who knows how long? At least normally one of those kind of uh, time frames. But. Um, and if you if you can kind of see who the people are, what the facility looks like, it's definitely going to ease some of those nerves. I feel like and make you feel a little bit comfortable. So uh, it's really cool. And you, you can uh, follow you guys at Rehab Road Trips, right? <clears throat> awesome. Yep. Yeah. So we're at Rehab Road Trips, and our uh, our Instagram is really just like clips of all the stuff we're out doing, man. And um, yeah. You know, and we really hope that our Instagram kind of serves as two things. One, a portfolio for, you know, treatment centers that want to hire us. But more importantly, like a place where people in recovery can go and just get like good recovery content from the pros, you know, and, and that's uh, that's what we're up to over there. Awesome, man. Good, good stuff. You're, you're a busy guy. I love it. And uh, yeah, man. just being of service and uh, and staying sober in your own right. Um, for someone out there listening uh, maybe they're struggling a bit. Maybe they're having a day. Uh, maybe they're having a week, a month, a year, a decade. Who knows? <laughs> um, any advice or any thoughts of, uh, you know, or may maybe some words of encouragement on on what to do? You know, where, where yeah. do they go? Like, what do they do if they're kind of nudging at that fact? Like, man, I, I know I need to get some help. I just don't know where to start. Yeah. 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 That's a, it's a big question, you know? And I think, uh, I think there's, there's really two layers to that answer. I think the first of which is like very much an internal exploration. And that is like just reminding yourself that life and its ch inherent challenges and difficulties can feel overwhelming. It can feel like too much. It can feel like it'll never change but it always does. It always changes. Nothing is ever static. And the invitation is to just consider like, maybe this is act one, all these trials and tribulations and challenges, like the world is throwing all this shit at me yeah. and it's doing so to support my evolution. 
what's on the other side of this will make all of this worth it. It'll pay off. Yeah. And that's the, the beauty of moving from act one to act two and then act two to act three is that everything we go through in act one is teeing us up to be the hero the universe knows we are. Yeah. Right. And we don't know that yet. And that's the beauty of it is that we don't know that we're that hero, but the universe or God or whatever it is does know. So that's kind of the first layer. The second layer deep, much more tangibly is like lean on community. You know, these things grow in the silence, they grow in the shadows. And so as scary as it may be, as hard as it may be, lean on a friend, lean on a mentor and and get, get some support and allow yourself to be seen and the magic will follow. One of the things I, I like to encourage guys to do, um, you know, we when we're young, we have things that are fun. Um, we're kids. We have that childlike spirit. We're connected to God. We, we, we're free. We're really free. Um, when we get older, we get jobs. We get married. We have kids. We have careers. Go down the list of different things. Everyone's situation might be a little different, obviously, but we become adults, in other words. And a lot of times we forget what we used to be, who we used to be, what used to make us genuinely joyful. And so like for an example for me, like I picked up surfing for the first time at 38 years old. I just was like, I've always wanted to do this. You know, we were down in Huntington Beach for a while and I'm just going after it. I'm absolutely terrible at it. Okay. I don't care. I'm out there in the water (laughs) and it's, I, I feel completely free. And I feel the same way. My, my my son and I and a neighbor friend of ours and his his boy, we went on a nice bike ride last night, a little evening ride. And we were talking about that. Like as simple as riding a bike, mm-hmm. I just feel like a kid again. I feel like yep. me. I feel totally free. I can just let go. And so mm-hmm. I just I just kind of wanted to hear your take on that. And then if there's anything that you enjoy to do, um, you know, yourself, and then, you know, would you encourage others to kind of look into that a little bit? Yeah, I I absolutely love that. And that was, you know, so much of my work with TJ kind of hinged on that is that recovery isn't necessarily like a reinvention. It's a it's a great remembering of who and what you truly are beyond the drugs, the drink, your name, your work, your life. Like it's it's a returning to that childlike wonder of the world that allows us to really be of the world, not in the world. Right. And and I think. I absolutely love like returning to simplicity to create joy. I mean, uh, for me, like I, I work a lot, like I get a lot of joy from editing and, and working on media and stuff, but I'll also like, I'll bring a lot of intentionality to just creating for no reason, you know? So I'm a very creative person. Creativity is like my juice. It's my energy. And And so what I've been doing the last couple of years is like really just creating for the fuck of it. You know, like I, there's no goal, there's no marketing, there's no intention. It's just let me channel whatever the universe is offering and put it into the world. And if people like it, cool. If yeah. they don't, whatever. Yeah. And that, that's been really good for me. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Create, creativeness, that creative outlet is, is uh, I don't know, for me, it sounds like for you too, it just makes me kind of feel alive. Like exactly. I, like I'm a musician and when I got sober... I basically stopped like doing music because I had associated it with partying so much. And so like for the first six months, I literally, obviously I was going through a lot of stuff and had gone to rehab and got sober and and that was a whole life change too. But the creative side of me felt dead. 
And I literally yeah. felt like my spirit was dead inside. It was, yeah. it was terrible. And I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out at the time. And then as I started to kind of go along, I was like, wait a minute, like I'm an artist. Like I love to create, I love to write, I love to play music. And so that's actually what kind of led me in into podcasting, thankfully, because it kind of helped bridge yeah. that gap. And then that's just taken on a whole career and life of its own. But I've it's it really did made me make me realize how much of creative people we are as humans, man. And if you're into creative, isn't that you could be building something? Maybe you're a carpenter. Yep. Maybe yep. You, maybe you're a writer. I mean, there's so many down. It doesn't just mean being like an artist, like drawing or a musician. Like there's so many different facets of it. And when we tap into that and you find something you're really passionate about, man, I'm telling you, the sky's the limit. Like you could literally yep. do, do anything. And that spirit comes alive, that connection to something higher comes alive and boom, man, you're off and running and you'll be given a huge double middle finger to alcohol and drugs and leaving Amen. that shit in the dust, man. So yeah. yeah, no, I love that dude. That's beautifully said. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. So, uh, we just got a couple of minutes left, man, before we wrap up, um, anything you want to end with today? Uh, any words of encouragement? Um, I know we, we talked about emergence coming up. Uh, so once again, we'll leave all the info and details in the show notes for that super pumped for you and TJ and the team, uh, behind that. Um, Thank you. yeah. A anything else you want to leave us before we close out? Yeah, I'd say, um, you know, if, if, uh, if you are creative and, and you're blocked up, like Shane was describing, the, the reminder here is that it's not gone, it's just hibernating. It's just hibernating. And, and the antenna that you have plugged into the universe, they're still there. It's coming, you know, and I think that's important for people to hold. Otherwise, um, I would love to see you at Emergence, whether you're in the field or just in recovery, like come hang out with us. It's going to be awesome. Uh, so you can find that uh, at consciousrecovery.com slash emergence. Otherwise, um, you know, I'm, I'm Jeremy at, at, at Rehab Road Trips, all one one word on Instagram. And Shane, I'm just super grateful to be here, man, and, and appreciate you having me on, dude. This was awesome. Yeah, th no, thanks so much for coming on. And thanks, uh, you know, for all the work that you are doing out there and just keep it up, man. You're doing a great job and it's really great to have you on the podcast today, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. If there's anything I can help with, uh, feel free to reach out. Uh, you can find all our contact info, more podcast resources at thatsoberguy.com. I hope some spoke to you today. Share the podcast with a friend. Connect with us on Instagram at that sober guy Podcast. Peace, love, and respect. Keep your blood clean. You're the